Welcome to the Pinocchio Project. I'm your host, Mitch Friedman. Ideas have consequences, and every day you're exposed to ideas that promise human flourishing. Our mission here on the Pinocchio Project is to equip you to examine these everyday ideas so that you can determine for yourself whether or not they deliver on their promises. Hello and welcome to the Pinocchio Project. This is Mitch Friedman joined by Jeff Olson and we are broadcasting today uh, the afternoon of the Roe v. Wade SCOTUS decision handed down and we're grateful there. Uh, We will broadcast this July 4th. Uh, Today I want to uh, start with an apology to Jeff uh, because uh, I was late today. Uh, I had to stop at the bank on the way in and I waited my turn in line and I asked the teller to uh, check my balance and strangely he got up out of his chair, came around the counter and pushed me down. And then he looked at me and said, "Uh, your balance is not so good. And everybody said, ooh, you must be a dad, because that's a classic dad joke. Well, I I tell you this dad joke, because even though we are about uh, almost a week removed from Father's Day, uh, I want to reach back to uh, Father's Day, which was uh, June 19th, and refresh the reality that we all have parents. And so I've titled this Pinocchio Project podcast, The Untapped, Mostly Untapped Potential of the Fifth Commandment. Now, if you know your commandments, ready? Hold on, I'm going to pause right here. Hey, Jeff, give me the Ten Commandments in order. Ready? Go. Wow, that was great. He did it so fast, too. He just snapped them off. What did it take, about four seconds? You're amazing. You need to go on uh, some show that highlights Bible trivia. Uh, You know, it's funny that I think most pastors, if you caught them unprepared and asked them to list in order the Ten Commandments, uh, we wouldn't be able to do it uh, right off the bat. We need some some help. I might be able to list them if I was unprepared. I think I would get all ten. I'm not sure they'd be in the proper order. But I want to talk today about the mostly untapped potential of the Fifth Commandment. And if you know the construct of your commandments, you can find them in Exodus chapter 20 and then restated in Deuteronomy, which is the second giving of the law. That's what Deuteronomy means, Deuteronomos. But in Exodus chapter 20, which is the first giving of the law, uh, we see the, the Ten Commandments structured in such a way where it provides the relational or moral framework for how the people of God are to do business. And the first four commandments are what it means to do business well with God himself, with the divine. And the second six commandments, uh, starting with verse five, illuminate, illustrate, and command us. And these are commands. They are in the imperative of what it means to live life well from a moral perspective Uh, with one another. And the first one has to do with the most basic unit of relationship life, and that's family. And so the fifth commandment, just in summary, says, honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Honor your mother and father. Honor your parents. And I think for a lot of us uh, who are followers of Christ, uh, we look at the fifth commandment and we kind of wonder how to apply it. And sometimes we think it applies to children who are growing up in the house before they leave. And I think that is appropriate. But what we don't often recognize is the reality that this is a commandment for adult children with aging 
adult parents. And I know that because of the context of uh, the, uh, the text as it's given, uh, as, as we see the, the framework of family life in the ancient Near East, uh, where parents uh, and their adult children and all the grandchildren and great-grandchildren lived in proximity to each other, if not in the same location. And so what I want to do today is I want to look from a, a biblical perspective at what it means to do life with aging parents. And when we think about doing life with aging parents, uh, it's helpful for us if we're going to honor uh, the fifth commandment uh, to maintain a biblical worldview. And what I mean by that is, if you remember our, all of our conversations, uh, which I hope are refreshed in every episode, uh, we have biblical worldview as the center. And the biblical worldview uh, has to do with the four movements of God's grand story, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Well, in the very first movement, as God designed and created and placed all things in proper order, when he created human beings, men and women, he created them in his image. And he put no qualifications about which human beings were to be given greater honor. There is no such distinction because all of us are made in the image of God. Every single one of us. It has nothing to do with our capacities. It has nothing to do with our intellect. It has nothing to do with the amount of care we need or don't need from other people. So the value, the intrinsic value of every human being must be kept in focus when it comes to life with aging parents. So as we consider doing life well and living out the fifth commandment to honor mother and father, father and mother at all times because they are made in the image of God, these things are generally true in today's culture uh, because of, of really laudable exciting and uh, continual developments in technology that are keeping us alive longer. Now, that's generally an asset, but in that, that general truth of it being an asset that we're living longer, uh, there are some things that are appropriate to look at downstream as results. So let me just put it this way. I'm going to have a little cascade of because this, this, because this, this, because this, this. So it's kind of a cause and effect little cascade. So stay with me here. These things are generally true. Parents are living longer. Does everyone agree? And the longer our parents live, the more independence they lose. Still with me? And the more independence they lose, the more dependent they become. And the more dependent they become, the more care they require. And the more care they require, the more opportunities their children are given to provide the care necessary. And with more opportunities to provide the care necessary, children will have to decide whether or not their parents are worth their time and their care and their patience. And from a Western cultural perspective, this is where we generally fall short, is taking responsibility to care for our parents as they lose independence, as they become more dependent, and they require more care. If you look at the framework of how our attitudes toward the elderly have taken shape really over the last 50 years, 
you'll see a slow decline in adult children who are willing to do what's necessary to care for their aging parents. Uh, And parents are seen as kind of a bad idea because they threaten convenience, comfort, freedom of movement. Uh, They test our patients. They get cranky. (laughs) That's something I thought about putting in here, but I didn't. So maybe I'll put it in now. The more dependent aging parents become, the crankier they get. And the, the Western idea of aging parents requiring more from their children is not an idea that is generally considered positive to engage. Now, I need to pause here and let you know that I didn't have these opportunities uh, with my parents. My mom and dad uh, died really suddenly, each of them, not at the same time. My father died in 1987 at the age of 57. I'm actually older than him now, which is kind of strange when you think about it, because when I picture us together, I see myself as this little little lad. And my dad is this towering heroic figure. But my dad died suddenly in 87, and he was up until the moment where he dropped dead, Uh, He was fully functional, engaged, uh, enjoying life, Uh, so it was a shock. And my mom died in 2001, and at the time she went down, uh, she was was a very successful real estate executive, and so I didn't have this opportunity with my parents, but I want to tell you a story that gave me insight into myself, it gave me insight into where I am presently, and where, if God wills, I will be in another 5, 10, or 15 years. You see, this is true of all of us when we look at our parents, uh, if they're still alive, and if God wills. As I am now, my parents once were. Active, engaged, independent, self-sufficient. As I am now, my parents once were. But as our aging parents are now, we will become. I don't let that sit there for a second because if, if you're caring for aging parents, I want to be a support, a wingman, a prayer partner for you. I have the opportunity to serve with my wife as she takes care of her aging parents. And this is where this story will live. But what I've noticed is uh, as we have cared for my wife's aging parents over the last 10 years, that it's very important that I model the fifth commandment, uh, not to my wife first, but really to my children, my adult children, as they watch how my wife and I do our best to live out this fifth commandment of honoring mother and father, father and mother. Uh, Because what happens is my kids, as they watch us care for my wife's parents, That's probably going to shape some ideas of what their responsibilities are going to be as we become as her aging parents are now. That makes sense, right? Jeff, does that make sense? So it's always good to model a biblical framework in obedience to biblical commands. And so let me tell you a story about the man who became my father figure uh, when my dad died, and that is my father-in-law. Uh, My father-in-law, when I met him, he was in his early 50s, and he was an uppity-up executive at Shell Oil Company Chemical Division in Houston, Texas. Uh, He ran all the catalyst sales uh, internationally, so he was a world traveler. He spoke a few languages, and uh, he was self-made, proud, and, you know, 
my wife is an only child, so I came into the picture as an interloper. And as smooth and charming as I can be, I had to earn it with him. Uh, he was a quiet man, but an alpha male in his, in his dynamic center. And I'm not a quiet man and an alpha male in my dynamic center. So it took about probably a full year to two years of, of regular engagement uh, with the family for him to accept me, quote unquote. Uh, but I pe- began to really admire him uh, in many ways. And then when my wife and I became believers, uh, me in 91 and my wife in 92, I was eager to share the gospel with my father-in-law. And I found out pretty quickly as I tried to share that he wanted none of it. He had all he needed. He could do whatever was necessary for him to be successful. And as we would say uh, with our Pinocchio Project language, he was flourishing and had all he needed to flourish in the future. So uh, as the decades went by, my wife and I will be married 35 years this year. But as the decades went by, uh, my father-in-law moved from absolute prideful independence uh, and is, is coming for all of us as the years click on. Uh, his health began to erode. My mother-in-law's health began to erode. And ultimately, we moved them into a, a very a competent and uh, not elegant, but a, a nice uh, assisted living center uh, down in the Houston area. We're here in Austin. And they, we wanted to move them up here. Uh, Mama, uh, Sherry's mom, my wife's mom would have none of it. And so as I continued to engage with my father-in-law, I need to go ahead and say his name because it just sounds weird. Uh, his name is Gene. I call him Gino. As Gino and I continued our relationship, I was, I was hopeful that more and more as I shared the gospel with him, uh, as his health continued to fail and he moved from independent to dependent, that, that he would be more open and susceptible. Uh, but he didn't seem to be. And then something happened in 2020 that wasn't COVID, that was significant. You believe it? Something significant, not COVID. Uh, there was a hurricane out in the Gulf of Mexico that was threatening the Texas Gulf Coast and particularly looked like it was on a path uh, to impact Houston directly. And so the assisted living facility let us know that uh, if we could evacuate them, uh, we should. And so uh, we traveled down while the storm was still out in the Gulf, and we picked up my in-laws, Gene and Ida, and we brought them back up to uh, Austin for a few days. Well, the, the, the storm, Hurricane Laura, turned out to be a non-event. But I got to, in the course of those few days, really care for Gene in a way that I hadn't before. And he, he was really not cranky. Uh, he, he had sort of resigned himself to the fact, I guess, a few months of already living in the assisted living, or that was about a year at that time. He had already lived in assisted living, had, had kind of uh, helped him to consider and accept uh, the season of life and the chapter that he was in. Uh, but in those few days, I got to care for him in a way that I hadn't before. And I, I began to experience what kind of was some unexpected uh, benefits of, of living out that, that servanthood as much as it was inconvenient sometimes. And maybe that's the point. Uh, servanthood is inconvenient, but it actually is rewarding. And the best way to experience spiritual growth over time is to give yourself away. But there was one more sort of punctuation mark or maybe an exclamation point to this story. Uh, as we were m- driving them back down from Austin to Houston, 
Uh, I was driving and Gina was in the passenger seat and we had three adults in the back. Well, we were about two thirds of the way down. We had about another 45 minutes to go. An aroma filled the cabin of the forerunner. And I knew what the aroma was. Uh, Gene had experienced a filling of the diaper event because he was in diapers at this time. And so I immediately thought, oh goodness, poor Gene. Uh, who's going to take care of that uh, when we get to our daughter's house? Because our daughter lives uh, a little bit away from the assisted living facility. We were going to take a pit stop there, and then they, my daughter was going to take them the rest of the way. I'm like, who is it that's going to take care of this? Because there's no, there's no uh, professional help around. And the more I thought about it, the more I sensed the answer was, Mitch, you're going to take care of that. I was like, oh, heck no. There's no way I could see myself in all kinds of chaos and distress over that thought. But by the time we pulled into my daughter's driveway, it was clear that it was my job to help Gene and clean him up. And so uh, a spiritual thing happened in me as we, we moved from the car into the bathroom as we moved through the front door. I moved from anxiety. I w- let me say this. I was moved from anxiety to peace. I was moved from uncertainty to confidence. And literally, we were in that restroom for 15 to 20 minutes because that's what was required uh, to do the cleanup. And the first person to be considered in this episode is not me, but Gene himself being served in this way by his son-in-law. But he was very patient, was not cranky, didn't seem to be anxious. And I was absolutely at peace. It, it, was, it was almost one of the most joyful, and I was, I've been a pastor for a long time, but it was almost what I would describe as one of the most joyful acts of service that I've ever done. And so we finished up, moved out into the common areas, and within about 10 minutes, uh, Gene and I were being loaded into my daughter's car for the, the final leg of the trip. And something that's never happened between Gene and I happened as he was in the passenger seat of my daughter's car and I was standing outside with the door open. I looked him in the eye and he caught my gaze and I reached down and kissed him on the forehead and told him that I loved him. Nothing like that has ever, ever happened between us. And this was a new depth in our relationship. This was an unexpected, absolutely marvelous result of obeying the fifth commandment. Now, this past Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving of 2021, my wife and I and our, our children got to baptize Gino because he ultimately came to faith really shortly after, within a couple of months after this episode. And I'd like to think that my obedience and really my joy in serving him in this way was a stepping stone on his way to receiving the ultimate act of servanthood from Jesus Christ who gave himself for Gene. So when you consider the reality of your responsibility to serve your aging parents, I want to speak first to you as someone given that responsibility. The first encouragement is to empathize with your aging parents by entering into their story and recognizing what's going on in them. And then see yourself eventually in that same position. 
and ask God to give you a heart of joyful service. Now, as an aging parent, recognize the storyline with joyful anticipation. If you're a follower of Christ, uh, yes, we're in decline physically, but inwardly we're being renewed day by day and waiting for that day where the most vivid reward, the most vivid life awaits. And don't be cranky. Allow yourself to be served. Be joyful in being served. It's actually a powerful thing to sit back and allow yourself to be served. And be grateful and say thank you. This is the now tapped full potential of living out the fifth commandment to honor your father and mother. For the Pinocchio Project, Mitch Friedman signing off. Thanks so much for being with us on the Pinocchio Project today. If this podcast has value for you, please subscribe or follow. Give us a five-star rating and share. If you have an everyday idea you'd like to submit for us to examine, simply email us at pinocchioprojectpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at pinocchiopod, or you can hit the links in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening. And remember, your everyday ideas have significant consequences.